Okay, so what should we uh, what should we open with? What should we talk about here? I don't know. Should we talk about how the McElroy brothers are stealing our bits? Nah, because then they'll stop listening. Oh, fair enough. Have you ever ordered cereal in a restaurant? I think maybe once, but like, if I order cereal in a restaurant, it's like because I'm protesting the rest of the restaurant. It's because I haven't been able to find anything else, or I found a rat or something like that, and I don't trust anything else that they're serving. So I'm ordering... I, my cereal is my protest meal at a diner. Yeah, cereal at a restaurant feels very much like a movie or TV thing, but I don't think anybody does it in real life. No, I mean, if you've got access to eggs and sausage and stuff like that, why are you ordering cereal or even oatmeal or something like that? Like something mm-hmm. you want, if you're going to do a diner, you're going to spend like, you know, five, six, seven, eight dollars on a meal. You're not going to waste it on. I mean, Paul, I love cereal, but like they're not going to do anything special to the cereal at the, at the restaurant that I can't do at home. And I'm going to the diner because I'm not at home. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way about spaghetti with red sauce. OK, interesting. All right. I, I just it feels like if you're going to an Italian restaurant. Yeah. I can make spaghetti with red sauce at home for about three dollars. Sure. Yeah. I will not make eggplant parmesan at home no exactly like you want you want to buy something that you know making it would be more trouble at home than it would be to go out and do it yes cereal in a restaurant just that's hollywood (laughs) it's it's that's all it's all hollywood myth this is paul and this is nick and this is cereal 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 So today we're talking about single serve cereal. Yeah, single serve cereal. I, I have so many fond memories of looking at the single serve cereal in the cereal aisle, and like, I mean, there's no reason for me to ever have it, but mm-hmm. it just looks so looked look like the ideal thing. It's just like you want a cereal that's all yourself. Why is that? I think it's because the box is smaller. It's it's it's, it's a kid size box. There's the idea that you know you change the size of of packaging, whether you make it bigger than normal or smaller than normal, and it's instantly appealing. Yeah, like I saw I was at the ninety nine cent store uh, last night uh, with uh, with my fiance, and we were. It's weird. It's still weird to say that. It's, mm-hmm. it's a temporary period. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it's it's just super weird. Anyway, um, oh yeah, we were, we were at the 99 cent store before we went out to dinner. And uh, yeah, there were a bunch of Captain Crunch boxes at the 99 cent store. And they're all like four ounce size boxes. They're just super tiny. It's like, I want all of them. Why do I want them? There's there's less cereal in them than there are <laughs> in, in any of the other big boxes. And that was that's the other crazy thing about, I mean, this is already getting off topic but like the idea of quaker making boxes that are small enough to to be so they could only they only have to charge 99 cents for a box mm-hmm. that's just smart it's yeah. cuz no no other name brand cereal is doing that at least at that store it was only it was only off brand stuff and Captain Crunch. Those are the only cereals doing it. How big is a four ounce box? Is it like a book? So yeah, it's it's very similar to like a large hardcover book. It's like uh you know, it's a third of the size of a regular box. Gotcha. That's awesome. I gotta get some of those. But yeah, I definitely like I looked at this small box and I was like, I want I want this box. I want this little tiny box. Why do I want this box so bad? So I distinctly remember the Kellogg's variety pack, which is the mini individual mm. serving boxes. Yeah, yeah. Where you could turn the box into a bowl. See, 
That's what, I feel like that's one of those life hack things that I, I never was. Able, I never knew I could do as a kid. I knew about it, but I was never really interested in eating out of like a wax paper bag in a cardboard uh, box. <laughs> and it would be weird to do it with a metal spoon. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it, yeah. It feels like that if you're if you're eating the variety pack boxes at home, you need to you need to include all the accoutrement that you have in mm-hmm. the house. Otherwise, it's just. You're just eating out of a box like a savage. It, I mean, in all honesty, it feels very like homeless person, like eating <laughs> out of the box of something. And it's like you're in a home doing this. <laughs> like, you're, yeah, you're not in a cave. General yeah. Mills does a variety pack, but they do uh, pouches. Oh, okay. That's a little bit Because they're a little bit newer to the variety pack game. You can't eat out of a pouch. I mean, I guess you could eat out of a pouch. You could pour a little bit of milk inside the pouch and eat out of the pouch and... Is that more or less weird? That feels like that feels to me more like what people that climb Mount Everest are doing. They're they're eating out of pouches. Yeah, you got your hot water and then you pour it into your pouch of like uh, pasta primavera. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like wow, I'm eating better on the side of a mountain than I do at home. <laughs> what are you eating tonight? Uh, I think I'm eating some uh, souffle that I made by pouring hot water in here and leaving yeah. it around. I'm, I'm eating sous vide right now. I'm, I'm, I'm having braised beef. <laughs> yeah. Then uh, they also nowadays, everyone does those cups, like the single serve cups. Which seems like, I don't, do, let me ask you this. Okay. What, what you think. Do the single serve cups seem like more waste to you than the, than the, the, the cardboard boxes do? Well, maybe because they're, Plastic, but they are yeah. bigger. But yeah, because they're plastic, I think maybe they're um, a little more wasteful. Yeah, it feels really wasteful. At least the cardboard's going to break down eventually, I guess. Well, um, I'm sure the plastic is recyclable. Probably. Yeah. Now the probably. now the the top is probably not like the peel off thing. That's like that plastic that is going to basically be a new layer of earth in like two thousand <laughs> years is going to be like the cellophane layer. <laughs> People are going to be digging down, look, look, digging down for the oil that's created from our bones, digging down deep into the earth. They're like, what's honey bunches of oats? <laughs> and why is it so small? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. There's, there's no bunch in here at all. It looks very tiny. <laughs> uh, so I tried to find some history on single serve cereal. It looks like everybody did it. I mean, it just seems like a good idea. Kellogg's. Uh, is the only one on their website that says that they introduced ready-to-eat cereal and individual okay. servings. All right. Um, and how much how much do you believe Kellogg's invented that? Kellogg's well, probably stole that from some uh, some small-time mom-and-pop shop from uh, Bismarck, North Dakota. <laughs> you're probably right. Yeah, I mean... But you know they introduced mini boxes in the 20s, and they've stuck with the mini boxes. That's the only credibility I can give them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was originally designed... For use in hospitals, hotels, and rail dining cars. Man, to have, I guess, you know, we, we just talked about how eating out of the box would be like a, like a savage move. But like somehow, how fancy does a small box feel if you're like in a dining car of a train, like eating a small box of cereal? It seems so elegant. And you know they had like bone china, you know, <laughs> for a bone china bowl. <laughs> and a real like the gold silverware. Uh-huh. And yeah. a and a and a man with a with a tea towel over his arm pouring the milk for you. Yeah. Yep, exactly. And it was from a glass jar. <laughs> right. And it was like uh-huh. And a little box of cornflakes. 
<laughs> and they even turn the, the box around for you so you can do the maze on the back. <laughs> a very small maze. <laughs> a very small maze. Uh, other than that, there isn't much information out there when it like from a historic or educational perspective there's a ton of opinion out there about individual cereal boxes oh, everybody's got their um, opinions i have two uh maybe three stories about individual cereals we were a very cost conscious household so mm-hmm. we never bought stuff like an example would be you had an option between two liter bottles or cans mm-hmm. always two liter bottles yeah, our house was like that for a while, too. If something was a better value for the bigger, humongous one, we always ended up with that. So I always wanted the Kellogg's Variety Pack for two reasons. One, they were small and awesome. Mm-hmm. And it kind of felt like I was eating in a TV show. Mm-hmm. So the only time we would get the Kellogg's Variety Pack is when we would go on a camping trip. When, when you actually are eating like savages. Yes, that's right. <laughs> or when we would go on vacation where... Uh, we would get a, like a hotel with a kitchenette so that we could eat breakfast in instead of going out for breakfast. Uh, that's see, that's that's smart mom stuff and stuff that as a kid I would resent. Yeah, as a kid you resent it. Yeah. As an adult you appreciate it, and then yeah. your kids resent it. Yeah, it's and it's it's the, it's the circle of life. Mm-hmm. With, with, circle uh, can't many, be broken. <laughs> can't be broken. Yeah, but what they don't know is we're creating memories, <laughs> not just resentment. Also building character. Yeah. Uh, uh, a classic line was it, from my mom regarding things like that. If this is the worst thing that happens to you in your life, I think you're doing just fine. <laughs> uh, the classic line from my mom when we would bother her about stuff is um, go somewhere and die. Oh, so. that's close to my dad who would say, Paul, oh, yeah. why don't you go play on the freeway? <laughs> and then... This is one I do now just uh, in general for when people interrupt and we're in the middle of something. Uh-huh. It's this one. Hey, I'm on the phone long distance. <laughs> <laughs> Which the kids don't even get. Yeah, nobody gets that anymore. Like That's a, that's a real esoteric <laughs> reference there now. Oh, yeah. I mean, everything. The pin drop, Candace Bergen, 10 cents yeah. a minute, all that stuff. Nobody knows that anymore. The, the company MCI. Like, nobody knows who those people are. MCI, Ma Bell, Singular. Oh, Singular. Oh, I remember Singular? Yep. And now how I can't spell Singular correctly anymore. <laughs> singular starts with a C, right? Starts with a C? I mean, every time I spell singular or the word ludicrous, I question myself. (laughs) No joke. I think actually officially ludicrous is now spelled the way that the rapper spells it, though. Yep. C-R-I-S at the end. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Like, I think it's definitely spelled that way now. With an R circle. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. She was acting crazy. She was being ludicrous. And everybody's like, did she want to have sex with you on the 50-yard line of the Georgia Dome? I don't understand what that means. No, just a public bathroom. (laughs) Uh, My second vivid memory of single serve cereal is on a flight from Boston to Milwaukee to visit my grandma with my sister. And they gave us individual servings of total. Say that again? (laughs) Yep. That's all they had on the plane. Oh, boy. And it was the peel bag. It was a squarish bowl, like the older bowls. And you peel the like, then I it could have been a foil or a wax, like a waxy paper top. Yeah, nothing like being you know ten years old and eating total. 
that's that's ten year old torture. It's just like you you get you finally get your own special bowl of pre made cereal, a prefab bowl of cereal, and it's delivered to you. You're like, <gasps> and then you you look at it and it's total, not even total raisin bran, but just plain. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you put in a ten year old. You put that in your mouth. It's like, ah, oh, I'm eating boring. Yeah. Or I'm just eating wood chips. Just yeah. I'm. I'm eating mulch. This is like mulch. <laughs> Except that mulch at least would have like maybe a worm in there and that would taste okay. But like this is just mulch. The last one is any restaurant or diner that stacks the boxes behind like the little glass thing or in a pyramid <laughs> or has a display. I love that. Yeah, that's the, that's old school, man. But I love the idea of taking supermarket merchandising put it in a diner and you put it under glass and by putting it under glass you make it fancy and special yeah it's same with the with dessert they exactly. put cake in a rotating case uh-huh i am instantly drawn to it like moths to a to a light <laughs> right <laughs> just, i mean you go in like oh you know i'm kind of full i might just get a side of fries in this diner but oh no they have rotating pies i have to have one <laughs> i never got the concept of people who can control how much they eat during the meal so they actually have room for dessert i operate on the idea that there's always room for dessert so like even if i'm like oh i'm so full and they're like okay. do you want any dessert i'm like uh probably yeah just yeah. just bring me the dessert i'll eat it as much as i can Okay, so the concept of that dessert is never necessary. You just sort of force it down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I exactly. only do that when there's cheesecake involved. Yeah, cheesecake. I like. I'll eat cheesecake from anywhere. I love it. And they'll be like, uh, "We do have a seasonal cheesecake on the menu," and I'm like, "We did just have the 52 ounce porterhouse for two, but I do <laughs> need more protein." Jillian and I, when we were in Italy, we we had the basically that exact steak we had the bistecca fiorentina which is a which is you know a giant slab of meat that they bring out that's barely cooked and they're just like eat it and I'm like, yeah oh, that okay. sounds good and so i'm just like just a rotund belly full of just meat and pasta and then uh julian's like so what should we do now i'm like ah, there's probably gelato around here somewhere right we should probably have some gelato mm-hmm. some dessert like dessert especially if you're on vacation you've got to have dessert yeah you don't want to be rude to your host country you really don't want to be rude to the host country (laughs) and you don't want and you don't want to be rude you don't want to be rude to the community you don't and also most of all you don't want to be rude to yourself Mm -mm. do you have any fond memories of uh any single serve cereals in, in particular well i mean like I said, we almost never got the single serve cereal. I think that my parents would experiment every once in a while with, with single serve cereals because, like you were talking about, how um, you got the the two liters of soda instead of the cans of soda. My parents did the same thing too; would get two liters of soda because that was cheaper. But they couldn't monitor how much soda we were drinking because Ooh. all of a sudden the soda would disappear, and they'd be like, "Who drank it all?" It's like I only had a glass, but we didn't tell them that the glass was actually like. Uh, one of the big gulp cups that we would say. <laughs> so, See, that's taking lemons and making lemonade right there, man. Exactly. So they started buying cans because they could monitor how many cans of soda that we've been drinking. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the same thing, I think they tried that idea with the cereal because we would just like, you know, my parents love, love Frosted Flakes with bananas. That's their pre-bedtime meal. Is like some sometime, if we don't have dessert, sometime between dinner and bed they will have a bowl of frosted flakes with bananas and like we would just you know, with 
three teenage boys, we would just move through it like locusts. So they would never have their frosted flakes. And so then they tried to buy like the packs and be like, okay, you guys could only have, you know, one box of this for every meal. That way we get to have our frosted flakes. We have our own personal frosted flakes supply that we can keep to ourselves. So that was a, that was a brief experiment because the, we didn't listen to them and we just ate all of the boxes like in a day. We were really terrible about grocery bills, man. We were really <laughs> awful about it. Um, but yeah, my only my only memories of that is one because we didn't get it until I was a teenager. So like one, there was not never enough cereal in that box. Like that wasn't like an actual meal. Like I don't know how people eat that and like think, yeah, that's that's all I'll eat for breakfast. Until it is noon. the smallest amount of cereal. Ever. Yeah, it's the smallest amount of cereal. It's I don't I, I'm sure that they probably measure it out to be a full serving, but it doesn't seem anywhere near a full serving of cereal. I do like the idea of like I could have like two or three boxes, and that's when I first started my my doing jazz cereal. You know, just like mm-hmm. mixing cereals up, testing out tastes, testing out flavors. Real, real experimentation with a with a variety pack, but otherwise, yeah, I didn't. I, I growing up, I, I really always was disappointed by the variety pack. Your parents eat frosted flakes with bananas for dessert. Basically, yeah, yeah. That's that is, their, have you asked them where they get this from and why they do it? I have asked them that because uh, we I've talked about it before on the podcast. We haven't talked about it at length, but I've talked about it before, and I was mentioning it to my mom. I was, I was like, "So frosted flakes with bananas? What's up with that?" And she's like, oh, it's great. It's great. It's great. I'm like, well, I'm sure it's yeah. great, but they're not old enough to have lived through the, the depression, which is, <laughs> that's what that sounds like, a depression cereal. <laughs> and I, I, was, I was like, yeah, it's great. I know, mom, but why? Why Why that? She's like, I don't know. I just thought about it one time and I wanted it and now I like it. So like, I think that my parents, I, I think I'm a second generation cereal jazz artist is what I'm saying. It's like my parents were thinking about trying to mix things up way before I was even doing it. That's pretty impressive. Uh, That's what I'm saying. This is probably a good time for me to talk about how I recently had uh, honey bunches of oats inside of the the container. And it seemed weird to me that honey bunches of oats was in its own container. Mm-hmm. So you get that whole bowl. Mm-hmm. They only fill it halfway up. So disappointing. And then like I pour the milk on, it's only three quarters full. And then like I'm done with it in like three spoonfuls. Yeah. It's just They never fill stuff all the way to the top. Uh, I, I know that the, the material settles during shipping. Yeah, some settling may occur because uh, boxes are packed by weight, not volume. It's it's enough for me to start trying to make my own stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like, <laughs> I, I'm going to start making my own chips. I'm going to start making my own cereal. I'm going to start making my own granola because I feel like the companies are, are ripping me off more and more every year. The Doritos situation is a, is it's an atrocity. Okay, <laughs> it's, you yeah. could run on a platform for your state senator. Uh-huh. Saying, I'm going to make sure that when you open the Doritos bag, it's like seven eighths full, you would win. <laughs> that is a viable platform to run on. Every time. Every, Every time. time. Seven eighths full. I can't believe, I mean, I nothing turns me into an old man more than when I open up a bag of Doritos and it is literally less than half full. Oh, I get so, I get so mad. Like, that's the first thing. Like, I open up a bag of, a, of our Garden of Eaten Red Hot Blues chips. Which is some of my favorite chips. I love those chips. And like, it's already like a smallish bag anyway. And then it's like 
like a quarter full, and, I'm just, mm-hmm. I, and that's uh, like my look of incredulity, of of horror, of of betrayal that I have on my face. I just look at Jillian. And I'm like, what? How dare they? How dare they do this to us? That's why they've gotten rid of the clear window on a lot of chip bags. Yeah, yeah. You can see you're getting the old screw job. <laughs> yeah, they're they're putting the screws to you. That's right. I don't care if they were two for five. I'm still expecting a full price value. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, that's. Uh, uh, uh. And that's that concludes the get off my lawn segment of the serial <laughs> podcast. That's not a bad. We should have a little theme song for the get off my lawn <laughs> section. Get off my lawn. I have some incredible products that I I researched. Actually, I. I stumbled across during the research for this episode. Okay. Remember a few weeks back when we talked about a breakfast with spoon uh, and milk all in one? Yeah. Well, my friend, that's old news. Old news? Yeah. They, they've done that before? Oh, man. It's all been done before. There are no new ideas. There is nothing new in this world, even yeah. if you think it's new. It's not new. It's already been done. Oh, man. It's what, been, so how'd they do it? It's been done twice. Twice? Twice. Who did it? In 1990, Ralston Purina released Breakfast on the Run. Oh, so if it was Ralston Purina, so they just basically just took a box and just like they saran wrapped a, uh, a bottle of milk and a bowl <laughs> in front. <laughs> that was oh, their... That would be awesome. <laughs> Each was a each. It was a box. It was like a rectangle, uh-huh. and it had one point two five ounces of cereal in a disposable bowl, a okay. half pint of two percent milk in a aseptic box, which is like Parmalat, the UHT milk. Oh, okay, a spoon and a napkin. <laughs> I, I, I like their uh, their hygiene. They did it with Raisin Bran, Frosted Flakes, and Corn Checks. Didn't last. Sure. Not much uh, information out there. The warm milk aspect is going to ruin it every time. Every time. It's, and, and that's why these things never take off. Yeah. Nobody wants warm milk. Nobody wants warm milk. We live, no. we live in America where we can get cold milk all the time. And it's mm-hmm. not even like Canada where they sell milk in a bag. We want milk <laughs> in a jug. I'll accept carton also. But we want milk in a jug or a carton. And it's got to be ice cold because we live in America. And that's the way that it should be served. Thank you and good night. Thus concludes the second part of our Get Off Our Lawn segment. Get off my lawn. So that, and I think part of it too is that was marketed towards like adults on the go. <laughs> so the packaging would have like a guy on the bus or a guy on a train or all this stuff. And again, cereal is just hard to eat on the go. Yeah, it's just, there's just a lot of. I mean, we've talked about uh, slosh factor. There's just a lot of slosh factor mm-hmm. around. Like, I, I know you don't ride a lot of buses. I ride a lot of buses. If you're eating cereal on the bus, there's a lot. One, roads are not roads are not great. Roads have potholes, and they're mm-hmm. and you're gonna you're gonna get some splashback. Uh, two, uh, you're you're squished in between two people, three people sometimes, uh, including the person standing in front of you. You're you're flanked on all sides by people, and you're just kind of like elbows into your into your rib cage trying to eat cereal. It's not going to work, man. Cereal needs to be in a setting where you've got 
elbow room where you got mm-hmm. where you can like if you if you can't flap your your arms out like wings that that's that's the space that you need you you need enough space to to get chicken wings out there and then then that's that's your uh, ample room to be eating cereal otherwise it's just it's not going to work you can't eat uh, what luxurious bus lines are these people taking that they can eat cereal on the bus or that they're even guaranteed a seat every time Exactly. You might be standing up holding on for dear life while, while you're on this bus. What are you supposed to do then? Just stick your face inside of the bowl so you can slurp the... the... People aren't thinking. People aren't thinking, Paul. I think they need to tether themselves to the loop that you hold on to with like a strap. Now that's something. That's, I think that's an invention that we should just have. Like just for... Not even for cereal, just in general. Just like have like a... A bus have, harness. Yeah, just have like a... Wear a harness... Just that it's got like a that's got a uh, carabiner on it that you can hook mm-hmm. onto onto things, uh, and then you don't have to worry about it. I mean, you'll you'll have like a small amount of radius that can, you can sw- you have to swing around, or you can uh, you know have a buddy on the on the bus that that's your belay that just kind of holds you up and just make sure that you don't move. Now that's good. Like you lean against each other. Yeah, exactly. You, Ooh, and then you can eat your cereal on the bus. Yeah, you tether each other together into into one strap. You both stand on the, on the rope so that uh, the, the rope doesn't move, and then you don't move anywhere. It, you're just like you are. You're counterweighting each other, and then and then you eat all the cereal you want. Yeah, I mean, you still have to worry about potholes, but and the fact that you have a limited amount of cereal with warm milk. <laughs> God, the warm milk. Well, not to be outdone, Kellogg's tried to do this in the summer of 1998 as well. Um, they put millions and millions and millions of dollars of R&D, marketing, PR behind this. It was called Breakfast Mates. Breakfast. Oh, I vaguely remember that. Yeah. I'm not even aware of this. This was okay. when I was out of the country. Right. Each Breakfast Mates kit included a single serving of Frosted Flakes, Frosted Mini Wheats, Fruit Loops, or Corn Flakes in a plastic bowl. Mm-hmm. A four-ounce serving of boiled milk Ugh. and a plastic spoon. No, this, wait, no napkin? No napkin. What? Now, this was marketed towards kids so that they could make their breakfast themselves while the parents were asleep or parents were busy. Okay. I mean, that's, uh, a, that's a little different marketing. That's, that, I feel like that's something that you can get, you can, I can get behind. That makes sense. The reason this thing tanked, two reasons. First of all, the cost. Uh-huh. It was about four times more... If you were to buy milk and cereal the traditional way. <laughs> Cash grab, you say. Well, you get all the packaging and all that yeah. stuff. So that's part of it. And then also the non-refrigerated milk. Yeah. Nobody's going to buy. Dear Catlin Cereal Companies, no one's going to buy non-refrigerated milk. It's stupid. Nobody, nobody likes it. It's dumb. So to combat this, they actually put the breakfast mates in the ref- in the refrigerated section of the grocery store. <laughs> Did that work? I mean, obviously no, not. No, I mean, it didn't. Yeah. Well, the problem is, again, if you haven't had UHT milk, cold or warm, it just doesn't taste right. It's just different. It's been boiled. So it lasted one year. Oof. And there's an awesome article that we'll link out that has a whole review so they took kids to do it the old-fashioned way. They took kids to use the breakfast mates. And they have this painfully overzealous Kellogg's executive talking about the product, which is just gold. So <laughs> you got to go over and read that. It's from the New York Times in 1990. So it's, it's I mean, 1999. So it's awesome. Uh, yeah, that sounds awesome. Uh, I just, like that whole concept feels like, uh, uh, I mean, I know that I kind of agree with that marketing and like how that would sell. But that also kind of smacks of, 
uh, I mean, putting together cereal, especially for kids, like that was like the first meal I ever put together was a cereal thing. You know, when I was like six or seven, I was able to put together my own cereal bowl by myself. I'm just it kind of smacks of like, there's got to be a better way kind of <laughs> like feel to it, you know? Yeah. Like, you, you know, On amazing like, discoveries. Right. It's just like, you know. You know, black and white footage of kids that are pouring cereal. It gets too, the bowl overflows and milk goes everywhere. And the kids are just like, I don't know what to do. And it goes, womp, womp. Right. <laughs> Cereal's not hard to put together. Teach your kids how to put together cereal. Save some money. Don't buy warm milk. That's uh, that's the, the, the moral of that story. It's not a product we, that we needed. I guess that's the reason why we don't have anything like that today. Except for the product that, that comes out, that we put out. That's going to be great. The That's cereal right. on the go package, yeah. Now, let me ask you this. The biggest problem seems to be the milk. Yeah, for sure. Now, people take ref- stuff that requires refrigeration on the go all the time. Uh-huh. Now, let's think about this. What is more temperature sensitive than milk that people take, let's say, to work on the go? Like a yogurt? See, I don't think yogurt and cheese are as heat sensitive as manufacturers lead us to believe. Okay. And I don't know a lot of people bringing ice cream to work. That's a that's a that's an after work thing, Paul. That's an after work meal. Maybe for you it is. <laughs> uh, same with like frozen lunches; those are pretty stable, uh-huh. even if even if they thaw out. I mean, you're not supposed to, but again, I don't think it really. I heard an interesting uh, story about most food will not hurt you, especially prepared food. Mm-hmm. So if we could figure out how to get the milk cold. Uh-huh. Then we can then tackle the issue of how do we get people to think this is a good idea? Uh-huh. Because they're trying to, you know, they're fighting again a, a, a two front war with this thing. You've got you've got to convince people that cereal on the go is a good idea that they need it, but mm-hmm. and then you also have to figure out how to get people to accept your milk solution. Yeah. I mean, if you if we had like a single container thing, like you know how they have those uh, those hummus with pretzels things, where they have like the hummus on the bottom, pretzels on the top, and then you kind of you open it up and you t- take off the foil off each one. Yep. I feel like that you can do the same thing with the cereal and the and the milk. It just you know it just is stable. You put the the milk part in like a thermal cup. That will stay cold uh, on its journey from your house to work. Uh, it's just got. It's just a thing that's got to sit in the uh, the refrigerator and not in the in the cupboard. So I like where you're going with this. Here's here's my theory, mm-hmm. and I, this is this is scientific fact. Okay, because I have done this at my office. Sure. I mean, I I know that you uh, you come up with a hypothesis. And uh, you, you test it thoroughly, double-blind testing. You don't have to explain that to us, Paul. Okay. You don't have to justify yourself. We know okay. that you're do- that all of your testing is scientific. At my job, I've been there about a year. Before sure. I showed up, never any cereal in the office. Right. Except the weird, healthy crap that people brought in for themselves. Uh-huh. I've taken over part of the... We have, we have like a snack area that's for everybody. Mm-hmm. I've taken over some of the responsibility of ordering... Mm, okay. I always have three to five boxes of cereal in the office and regular 2% milk for everybody to enjoy. Okay. People love having cereal in the office. It's great. Especially in a town like Atlanta where there's a lot of commuting and a lot of people may skip breakfast. Mm-hmm. So I think you can do these individual cereal packs if you do it as part of an office ordering system, the way that they order 
snacks from Staples or the coffee machine or all mm-hmm. that stuff. If yeah. you can have like a hotel, the way a hotel orders all their stuff, the way individual servings for different like vending machines and stuff oh like that. Oh my God, you, Paul. Yeah. If you could figure machines. that out, if you could figure out how to make it into a piece that is sold in like the way they sell yogurt in four or six packs. Mm-hmm. You ship those cold. Oh yeah, you've got to, you've and then that justifies two dollars a piece. Yeah, true. If once you talk about vending machines, you've opened up a, a door mm-hmm. here. I've got three words for you: cereal, freestyle machine. Oh my god! Oh my where, god! Where you you just have. Sacks of milk or sacks of, yeah, sacks of milk, different kinds of milk. You can have all kinds. You can have soy milk. You can have 2%. You can have whole milk. You can have uh, chocolate milk. You can have all kinds of milk in there that you mix together. And then, yeah, it just dumps out all kinds of different cereals from different bins inside of the machine. And it just, and it pours it out exactly the, the right amount. And then you can also mix up the cereals. Paul, this could change our lives. This, could, this, this is revolutionary. I mean, this may simply change how cereal is eaten in public. Yeah, this, I mean, one, it will make cereal more, uh, more available to the public. Mm-hmm. You install a cereal freestyle machine uh, in any of these like big tech companies, it's going to go gangbusters. Oh yeah, it'll go viral. That's the kind of publicity that uh, these cereal companies need right now who are, you know, they're struggling trying to figure out why, why don't the millennials want to eat our cereal? It's because they're not packaging the cereal the way that the millennials want to buy it. The millennials want to buy it because they want, it's in a freestyle machine and they could choose all the options that they want to put it in and they can demonstrate their unique selves, their, their beautiful snowflake selves with their jazz style cereal and their whatever milk they want. And it's inside one machine and you've really hit on something here. Mm-hmm. Cereal companies are insisting that their product is for breakfast. Uh-huh. People are telling them they don't want to eat it for breakfast. Yeah. However, I haven't heard and I haven't seen any articles in which candy is not doing well. Candy's doing great. Snack foods? I'm sure you're doing, doing great. I think they need to position this and this is how people are eating it in our office. They're eating it at about 10, 1030 in the morning. Sure. Yeah. Mid-morning, mid-morning snack. Mid-morning snack. Bam. Yeah. That's what this needs to be positioned as. This is your mid-morning snack. And by the way, you can hit up one of our many uh, cereal bars across the country and, and all major metropolitan areas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really think um, we need to quit our jobs. Yeah. Get all of our life savings together. Sure. Cry about how little our life savings is. That's going to take a week at least. <laughs> at least a week. Yeah. And then the whole, then another week of really, this is it? Uh-huh. And then we got to do our pop-up cereal stand. Pop-up cereal stands. Yeah. I think the bottom line on individual serving cereals is that mm. people love stuff that's mini. People do like that. Like the, it's like a fun size. It's like fun size cereal. Yeah. Yeah. Everything mini is awesome. And I think that's where this cereal being sold in stores to consumers is, is the appeal. I mean, it's, it's small. It's it's a little version of something that's normally bigger. Mm-hmm. It's fun. It's cute. It seems affordable. It's the yeah. way to go. It's the way yeah. to go. I was trying to think. I was going to ask you, like, what your favorite cereal to eat from a variety pack is. But, like, I mean, it's, it's whatever the best cereal inside of that, that variety pack is. Like, not Corn Pops, basically. That's, that's that, My favorite cereal in a variety pack is not Corn Pops. In the Kellogg's one, I think it's, uh, it's Frosted Flakes for sure. I mean, you know, I... I yeah, I do like the Frosted Flakes. I feel like that there aren't enough Frosted Flakes. I feel like that the mm-hmm. Frosted Flakes are too broad in order to really give me an, a satisfying amount of Frosting Flakes, which is why I think I tend toward rice, like Cocoa Krispies is my favorite inside of the. Inside Ooh, of the that's a good one. Yeah, 
because like that, I feel like that gives you a satisfying amount of cereal and um, or or Fruit Loops. Fruit Loops is also a very good, a strong contender in the variety pack field. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, so is that it? Should we cut and roll? Uh, let's cut and roll. All right, guys, thank you for listening to the Super Serial Podcast. You can listen to us on the thing that you're listening to now and also on iTunes, on Stitcher, on uh, Overcast FM, and also on uh, on Google Play Music. That's ludicrous. <laughs> you can find us on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Tumblr. We are getting quite a uh, quite a lot of traction on Instagram, and I thank everybody for uh, checking us out, following us, um, liking my breakfast uh, when I post it. Mm. You can also send us your emails at supercerialpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, lastly, I want to tell everybody that we have had a wonderful bounty of British cereals bestowed upon us. I'm very excited to taste these cereals. It's going to be great. They uh, were hand-delivered from England, and what we're doing is we have six varieties, and we're splitting them half and half. We're going to get those tasted and ranked, and the probably like the really good ones and the really crappy ones we'll talk about, and the, the one or two in the middle probably won't get any airtime, but uh, we're looking forward to that. We've got a great British episode coming up in the next couple of weeks. I'm I'm super excited about that. It's gonna be it's gonna be really good. Uh, the only other thing I want to talk about is get ready for uh, Christmas, everybody. I've already spotted Christmas crunch in stores. Oh yeah, I spotted that in stores too. Yeah, it's it's coming, guys. Uh, and uh, we'll we'll make sure that we've got everything covered for you. I hope there's some crazy new Christmas cereal this year. I mean, how much crazy are they going to get? Like, I just don't understand, like, how you make Christmas tree cereals and not expect them to just be serrated pieces of oats that are just slightly slicing into your mouth. That's why it's so fun. <laughs> well, this is Paul. And this is Nick. And this has been Cereal. Cereal! 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 cereal.